All right. Let's look this morning. Uh, we want to look this morning at, at 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 what is often called the Mag- Magnificat of Mary, or or Mary's Magnificat, and. Uh, I, we look at that, and like I said, a lot of us who are not Catholic look at that, and we think, well, what does that have to do with us? I mean, we, we, we don't, Mary is not part of our worship, and, and we're not Marian in our belief, and a lot of that's true. I mean, but that doesn't mean she's not somebody we can learn a lot of lessons from, and we choose her on Mother's Day because obviously she is the very epitome of a mother. Uh, the Lord chose Mary for a very special purpose, and I, I, when I think about this young girl as she was when she when she when she got pregnant, uh, Lord, I, I, I'm just amazed that that the, what kind of person would God entrust to raise His Son on Earth? It's astounding. I mean, I, I have such high regard for mothers. I've got such fond memory of my mother um, and my mother-in-law. Um, Mary's sitting here at the table with me. I've got a congregation of one in the room this morning. That's why it's important you let me know that you're here as well. But um, I, I admire mothers. I admire the job they do and the tasks they do. They so often unappreciated tasks that mothers do. Um, but can you imagine? I, I, I can't even picture the fact if you knew that you had the responsibility of raising God's son, and what kind of woman would, would God use to do that? Well, to find out, we're going to be looking at the book of Luke this morning. We're in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to pick up, I think, in about verse 26. I'm going to read quite a long passage to you to get the context. And, um, and I want to, because I want to see when we get down to how, what the angel says to Mary, and how Mary responds, and what that can mean for us. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And as I said when I started, we who are not Catholics don't necessarily um, give Mary the position that some, that some folks do, but we can't argue the word of God. God says that she's favored, God is with her, and God blessed her amongst all women. And it's a special blessing that we can look at her from the word of God this morning. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and he cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And again, we see that God chose this woman for a very, very special purpose. Um, The angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou wilt call his name Jesus. And what a precious name Jesus is. The word Jesus means salvation. And so by that very name, uh, Mary knew that she was going to be the one to carry, the, to bring, give birth to the long-awaited Messiah. And then some things about her son. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary to the angel, How shall I... How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And Mary, most people think Mary was 15, 16 years old. And now she's told she's going she's gonna to have a son. And her obvious question is, how am I going to do that? I've not even known a man. I've not had relations with a man. How, am I gonna, how is that going to happen? And the angels answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. 
for this in the sixth month with her who was called barren with for with God nothing shall be impossible and Mary said behold the handmaid of the Lord be it according to thy word and the angel departed from her uh, this is not really part of the sermon but I want to stop here for a second and recognize the fact that Mary was willing as far as we know the very first person that we know of who was willing to serve the Lord and to serve Messiah. Um, the, the Old Testament, the people had relations with God, but here we're talking about Jesus Christ being born, and she yields herself to God's direction. I think that's an important lesson for all of us. I, I think it's vital that that we learn the lesson of, of following the Lord and doing what He wants us to do, and let Him work in our hearts according to His Word. And the blessing is that we have God's Word in our hearts. We have God's Word in written before us. I hope you have your Bibles open or your phone open or um, an app open of some kind um, because she's, Mary said, whatever your word says, I want to do. And that's a challenge to me in this world today because I want to do my own way sometimes and yet here we read the fact that, that Mary was willing to follow follow the Lord. And Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste into a city of Judah she entered the house of Zacharias, and we have her. And she saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt, leapt in her womb, or leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. I think it's interesting that the other person than Mary, the person other than Mary, the first one to recognize Jesus was an unborn child. And I have no problem saying that this gives an, in, an indication about the sanctity of life of an unborn child. The very first person to worship Jesus was his cousin. Cousin? Yeah, his cousin John. And she spoke with a loud voice and said, uh, Elizabeth said to Mary, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And, and uh, so we see the specialness of Mary here, and the special specialness of the fruit of her womb, which, was, which is Jesus. And whence is, what is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe, the babe leaped in the womb for joy, and blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told of her. And we get to verse 46, and here's Mary's response. And this is where it gets interesting. This is the part we're going to talk about today. This is the part that we call, uh, generally called the Magnificat, the magnification of God, the, the, word, the worship of God that Mary shows from the very beginning. And it's called that because of the very first thing that she says. Um, it's called the Magnificat because of verse 46. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. The first thing we see about Mary's character trait, the very first thing we see, is that Mary magnified Jesus with her life. The Lord had just told her, had just told her earlier when she asked about her pregnancy, he had said that nothing is impossible for God. And that's we have that truth today. Nothing is impossible for God to do in our lives. And that ought to give us great confidence at times like this with this virus going around that nothing is impossible for God to handle. I, I, I've been as, 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 as concerned, I've been as whatever about this whole situation as you are, as you have been. 
But we wonder, how am I going to get through this? How, how am I going to carry through this thing? How are we going to get through this crisis that we're going through? And the wonderful, wonderful truth is, is that, that God, Jesus, nothing's impossible with God. God will give us the strength that we need to get through this crisis. Nothing's impossible. I look out and I think about what's going to happen to the economy, what's going to happen to jobs, what's going to happen to people. <clears throat> How many? Fr- I don't think that's the virus. How many people are going to get ill? I don't know. But I do know that nothing is too hard for God and God will give us the strength. He'll give us the power to get through this crisis because nothing's impossible with Him. And because of that, we can say the same thing that Mary said here. My soul is going to magnify God. And, and, and that's what I, that's, that's, that, ought, that ought to be all of our desires every single day that we were going to magnify God in our life. It's a constant theme through Scripture. Back in um, Psalm 34, it's called the, you could call it the Magnificat Psalm. It talks about, um, let us magnify the Lord together. And the next, then it skips the verse, it says, let us magnify the Lord together. Let us magnify the Lord together. And it carries on and on and on. So the very start of her song, her song of praise, her Magnificat says, my soul will magnify the Lord. And part of our daily prayer ought to be that God is going to magnify himself in our lives. Um, there's all kinds of things we can magnify. We can wave our flags and we can magnify our country. We can magnify our sports teams. We can magnify any number of things. And I see a few people have joined. I just want to stop here for a second and um, say that Mary is writing down some prayer requests. So if you have any prayer requests during the message that you think about, if you'll jot jot down a note and message it, and then we can pray for those things at the end. Um, Anyway, back to the message. Our, my whole desire ought to be to magnify God in my life. I, I, I love Irish rugby. It is the sport. It is the team that I am the maddest about. I think it's the greatest thing. And I have no problem telling anybody I'm a rugby, I'm an Irish fan, an Ireland fan. I'm a Leinster fan. Go, come on, you boys in blue. And we're missing all that right now. Uh, I, I'm a Chelsea football fan. In American football, I'm an Alabama fan. And it's easy to magnify my teams. Especially a couple of years ago when every one of my teams won a championship. But it, you know what our real magnifying ought to be? Not ourselves, not our lives, nothing, I mean, not, but our whole desire to be magnify the Lord. And that's what Mary said. Look at the next thing Mary said. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. I think that's a, that's a fascinating phrase for Mary to use. Uh, Mary realized that she, like everybody else, needs a Savior. And her, the child she was gonna, going to bear is, was going to be the one who could save her and save the whole world from sin. Because Jesus, is his, his very name, he means salvation. His name means salvation. And she recognized, she had the humility to recognize the fact that Jesus was her Savior. And that's something everybody listening, everybody today needs to recognize, that we need that salvation in Jesus Christ. It's not going to come through religion. It's not going to come through economics. It's not going to come through politics. It's not going to come any, through any of those things. It's going to come through Jesus Christ, our Savior. She, she says next, 
For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations are going to call me blessed. It sounds like it might be an arrogant thing, but she was just told twice that people are going to call her blessed. And where is I have no problem, even as a non-Catholic, saying that Mary was most blessed of God because she was chosen to carry and to raise his son. But notice her humility, because she said he has noticed my lowest state. And the first thing it's going to the first thing that has to happen for the first thing that has to happen um, in our lives uh, for us to receive God is that we have to come to him in humility we need to give up the notion we can do anything for ourselves we need to give up the idea that anything that goes on we can do because only God can do those things in our lives she had the humility to recognize that God was the one doing his work in his in his in her life uh, next, next, the next thing is, and we're down to verse forty-nine now. For he that has, he that is mighty, hath done to me great things. That is a wonderful thought. Mary looked back and she said, God has done great things for me. I love that phrase. There's a hymn that goes, "To God be the glory, great things He hath done, and great as the glory to Jesus." Great things. Anyway, to God be the glory, great things he has done. And we can rejoice that God has done great things in our lives. And as she yielded to God's will for her life, when she said, yes, uh, so be it, God, God began to do great things in her life. And God gave this young woman the wisdom to train up her son in the ways of God. Uh, and again, that... that uh, mind-boggling concept, which we usually only think about at Christmas. Um, Mary's the one who changed his nappy. She's the one who taught him how to walk. She's the one who held his hand when he got hurt. Mary did all, <coughs> all those amazing things. Um, and we thank God for what he did for her and what he did. And she thanked God for that. And as we yield to God's will, we can, we can expect God to do great things for us. And as we serve God, God wants to do these great things. And then at the end of verse 49, it says, holy is his name. Um, hallowed in the, in the Lord's prayer, we say the words, hallowed be thy name or holy is thy name. We need to remember that we serve an awesome, all-powerful, all-holy God. And I look at myself, you know, and I say, why would the holy God do anything for somebody like me? Uh, we're, we're, we're sometimes in the earlier days here, we were kiddingly, and when people slagged us as, as Bible-believing Christians, they'd call us a bunch of holiers and all, and, and, and just and go on and on and on about that. But, you know, I, I look at myself and I know that I'm not holy. I, pff, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I know me. Anybody who knows me closely knows there's not, a, not much holiness about me. But my God is holy. And my God tells me that if I put my faith in Him, He can make me holy as well. And Mary set a tremendous pattern for us when she recognized the holiness of God in her life. Holy, the whole concept of God's holiness is, a, is an attitude that is... It's almost overwhelming. When Isaiah realized the holiness of God in the book of Isaiah, when he saw God lifted up, when he saw God's holiness, the Bible says is that he fell on his face and he said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. And when we see God, God is not someone to be taken lightly. 
God is not somebody that we can just toss off and God is not somebody that we can just call my good buddy or the, the, the big man upstairs or any of those things because we serve a holy, holy, holy God. The challenge is, though, that when he says that, he says in the Old Testament and he says in the New Testament that we are to be holy like he is, God, like, like he is holy. And I look at me, and I'm, I'm a Christian 40-some years now. I look at me and I say, holy? How, what? I know I'm not holy. I know my thoughts. I know what I think about people. I know my fears and my anxieties. And the thing is, I don't have to depend on my holiness because my holiness comes through Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ alone. I thank God that He's holy. And I thank God that He makes me holy when I accept Him as my Savior. And I thank God that He'll give me the power and the strength to be um, to assist me in living a holy life that honors Him. So what did what did God say? What what did God what the, what did Mary say about God? What did this marvelous woman, who is too often ignored um, by those outside the Catholic Church, um, ignored or, or what, what does she say? What's her message to us today? Mary's message to us today is <clears throat> first of all the word she received that nothing is impossible with God. The second thing is, is that her soul, her life was designed to magnify God in her life. Mary rejoiced that God, that she had a savior. Mary recognized her humility. Mary said that that all the nations are going to call her blessed and we still do that today. Mary said that God is mighty. He's done great things. She said he is holy. And then we see, we could change it a bit here now, because starting in verse 50, her Magnificat moves beyond just herself. Because in verse 50 it says, For his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. And that generation to generation is a term that carries on to today. It hasn't changed. God's mercy is still being poured out on on. Generation to generation, God's mercy is still being poured out. And God's mercy, God's mercy is not allowing us to be punished for the things um, that we're guilty of. And God's mercy is poured out today to all those. It's not automatic. God's mercy is poured out on those who ask God for His mercy. And for for us to receive the mercy of God in our life, we we need to accept His free gift of mercy (coughs) and salvation. So God pours out His mercy to every generation. He talks about Mary, and then <clears throat> then He talks about what He does for us. <clears throat> uh, let me see. And then verse fifty-one. I like this too. We talk about the strength of God. We talk about the power of God. His mercy is on them that fear from generation to generation. And God has shown His strength by His arm. God's arm has showed His power. And we have the arm of God working all throughout the Word of God. From the very beginning, His arm is a picture of strength. Job verse 40, verse 9 says, Hast thou an arm like God? Or canst thou thunder with a voice like Him? Thank you very much. God's strength is pictured in His arms. Sometimes, sometimes God um, anthropomorphizes Himself. He puts Himself in a picture of a human. And God says, My arm is not slack. 
God says, my arm is strong. He says, my arm is not short. My arm can reach out to you no matter where you are. And God, the picture of strength in God is in his arms. And God wants to show his strength through to us by the arm of God. Um, so God shows the strength of his arm. And the strength of his arm is seen in the world today. It's seen through answered prayer. And I believe God's going to show his, show his strength to us. He may not stop this virus in our time frame. It, it, it may go on. It, could, it might become a, a major disaster. And God may not show his strength. But you know, you know how God's going to show his strength? God's going to show his strength by giving you and me the strength to get through this crisis no matter what happens, no matter how much it means. Um, God wants to show us his strength and his might and his power. And then we find out in verse 51 and 52 that God God has scattered the proud. He's exalted those who are of low degree. God wants to honor especially those who trust Him. All the pride, all the arrogancy that we see around us today, one day God is going to bring low. He says that through the Old Testament. He, Mary said the same thing in her great song of praise that God is going to bring down the low and he's going to bring up those who are poorly thought of. We have hope. We may not have much hope in this life. A lot of us may not have a lot of things, a lot of possessions, a lot of power, a lot of influence in this world. We may never have that. We may be seen as low and abased and and put down. But the truth of God's word is, is that God is the great leveler. The high and mighty, the low and humble, are all the same in God's sight. I used to hear a saying said that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And God doesn't see us for our merit. He doesn't see us for our strength. He doesn't see us because we're somebody special except in His eyes. So God brings down the proud and exalts the humble. And that's about it. Uh, the pattern continues in verse 53. He fills the hungry. Uh, God takes care of God will take care of us. Um, so here we have a God. I am just so blessed on this Mother's Day to look back and see who we might very well call, well, I think we can call her, the greatest mother who ever lived. Mary, the one that God chose to be, to raise his child on earth in the ways of the world um, and, and, and to suffer the shame of being an unmarried mother. All that happened to this woman. And she bore it up and she said, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm going to do. Remember, nothing is impossible with God. God allowed the Virgin Mary to have to, to, to give birth. All the science in the world, and they may come up with a way one day using gene splicing and all that kind of stuff, but they're never going to be able to take, the world's never going to be able to take an, an unfertilized or untampered egg and produce a child. Only God could do that. Nothing is impossible. If God can give, could give that young woman, that young virgin, a child, make her, have her become pregnant and bear a child, God can do anything today. God can carry you through this crisis. God is there. He has the power. He has the strength. He's going to do great works. We ought to continually magnify Him. We ought to continually submit to His will. We ought to continually... Um, Let us continually yield to Him and and just let God work in our lives. Thank God for His mercy that saves us and has delivered us. Um, 
and, and thank God for this woman. And let's celebrate all mothers today. And not everybody watching, not every woman watching today is a mother, um, but we all have mothers. And let's celebrate the very gift of motherhood and what motherhood means and what an important role motherhood has played um, in the throughout the world. Thank God for this message. May God take it and apply it to our hearts. I think I have some prayer requests. I think Mary John has some prayer requests to pray for. Um, if you want to continue to send in, if you want to continue to send in prayer requests, as this is this will come on, this will be up as recorded. Just send a prayer request here, and Mary and I'll add those to our prayer list for tomorrow. All right. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for staying here. Um, If you're watching this later in the day, I hope you're blessed by the message. And don't forget, send us prayer requests, send us comments through this. Um, We'll be back on next week. Um, We'll have more details about that as the time gets closer. All right. We've been asked to pray for Zagreb, the earthquakes that are there. Um, We've been asked to pray for the frontline healthcare workers. We have several in our church who are dealing on the battlefield um, and dealing with the possibility of illness. I think I saw the latest report that 40% of the new positive cases that have been reported are on healthcare workers. And um, let's pray. My, my sister Phyllis from Texas has asked us to pray for the moms of the children that she's minding. Um, they're very scared about this and pray for peace and protection for those mothers. Don't forget, if you have any more prayer requests, as you look, watch this later in the day, please send them here and uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be, we'll keep them in our prayers as Mary and I pray. And if you want them shared with the church, we can share them there as well. All right, let's pray. Thank you again for being with us. Father, we pray that you'd be with us today. Lord, we thank you for the magnificent picture of Mary, Lord, the Virgin Mary, uh, the one that you call blessed and you want, the one that you say the whole world is going to call blessed. And help us never to forget the, the, the wonderful image of, um, of what, who she was and what she did and never forget the example she portrayed. Help us to realize that nothing's impossible with you. Help our souls to magnify you, that you, that you might be lifted up in our prayers. Lord, we thank you for the time we've spent together. A whole different situation, a whole different scenario. But Lord, thank you that we can have modern technology to get us get to take us through. We pray for Zagreb, the earthquakes that are there. Lord, we're not hearing much yet. I pray that you protect the people there. Help the rescue workers to be successful. Lord, help their speed to be enhanced and they can get to people um, before their injuries become more serious. Um, protect the people. Lord, if, if there's more earthquakes coming, pray that the, they'd be prepared and ready for them. I pray for the frontline workers, the hospital workers, and all those who are dealing with people during this crisis whose lives are so some susceptible to this to this illness lord i pray that you protect them thank you for their service i pray that we'd all be aware and and sensitive to the needs that are out there then as phyllis asked lord i pray for the moms of her kids and and moms of all kids all over the world i guess who are scared and terrified of what's going to happen next and i pray lord that you might lift them up and encourage them help us who 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 are christians who have a walk with you to um, be there, to be comforting. Lord, I saw my devotions this week. Help us to be a moderating influence to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, thanks for being with us. Um, I pray that you have a good week. You can contact us anytime on this site or the church website, or you can contact us. Um, uh, folks in the church can contact through the WhatsApp group. Love you guys. We'll see you next week, God willing. And may God carry us through this. Hopefully, this is the first of only a handful of these messages. I want to get back in church. Nothing a pastor looks forward to more than being in church. I've loved being with you. 
but I'd love to be back with my church. Love you guys. Be careful. We'll see you, God willing, next week. Okay, we're going online a couple minutes early this morning. Um, to be ready for 11 hmm? o'clock. Just making sure we have light off. Yes. So you can see us. You're about 30 minutes, and 30 seconds off. So she can take is that normal? I'm sure it is. So you, um, if you're online, let us know that you're here. But we'll start here. So far, Phyllis, Carol, Janice, and she replied three different times. Positive or? Good man, Roger, keep us going. Uh, this is Janice Bowman. Yeah, you know Janice yeah. is. Yeah, the mom, right? The rugby mom, yeah. yeah. Uh, love this. She is our mother. We pray to Mary now. <laughs> hey, she didn't ignore it. And she did a hello. <clears throat> Sinead was on. Tommy Morris yeah. was on. Catherine, of course, Julius. Uh, Julius did a watching party. Oh, that means they watch it with a, started to watch with, with the group. Like, okay. Hannah maybe Hannah friends. And, okay. Yeah. And there were some other people I didn't know. Oh, there's Caroline. Um, 